and I just needed to freaking figure it out and go and decide if I like it or not. Okay, you might move and hate it. Mm-hmm. But guess what, Allison? What do you do if you hate it? You move. You leave. You go somewhere else. You try something new. You GDM up and leave. Yeah. And Allison, what do you do if you switch to a new job and you hate it? Guess what? You quit. You quit. You get a new job because there's a million other jobs. An abyss of jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Hey! Hello, everyone! We are working! Welcome this is back. working! Welcome to Candid! We had a lot of issues just now. Like, a lot of issues. We could not get our, like, recording app to work, and yeah. then Google Drive didn't want to work, and... We turned off the computer, uninstalled, reinstalled... It's been a lot of work, and it's a Wednesday night, so... It's literally just a Wednesday night at 8.40 p.m., so I just, you know, note our commitment to you all. Yes! Well, we are excited to be recording. We wanted to talk about big life changes. Um, so, new jobs, moving, any really big changes. And we also had some questions from our Instagram that we wanted to go over with you guys today, so... We're really excited. I think we have some really good tips for everyone, but I thought we could start out with our sweets, our sours, and our suggestion. So Andrea, would you like to start with your sweet this week? Sure thing. So this past weekend, I was visiting Cincinnati, my old stomping grounds, Mm -hmm. and I got to go to one of my favorite places there, of course. I also got to see all my favorite friends and had a lot of fun with that, Um, but I would be remiss to go this whole episode without talking about Ida's Candles and giving a support local shout out slash one of my favorite little spots outside of Findlay Market in Cincy. And it was just a truly splendid day because it was that one Saturday that we just had where it was 70 degrees in the middle of like, or the beginning of March. So that was just really um, amazing to experience warm weather again and walk around Findlay and pop into Ida's candles, drop like 50 bucks on some sweet, sweet old ladies candles. So yeah, what's the, the allure and the magic? I've, I have smelled Ida's candles, so I understand, but for those who have not smelled Ida's candles... So for those of you unfamiliar, um, corporate candle making is scamming us all. Yeah. Um, really, what I learned from Ida herself, and I don't even know if that's her real name, but basically... <laughs> Imagine when, it's not. <laughs> in the, you know, mass production of candles, they only put the scent at the very top and not all the way through the candle. Wow. So if you have... They ev- trick you. It's trickery. If you've ever bought in a candle, lit it, thought two minutes later, this stops this stopped smelling good. Um, that's why. It's because it's not scented. It's a big candle it's coming for your money. Big candle. Watch out for mm-hmm. them. And since we have better resources like Ida's, she's one of my favorites. Her candles are great. They smell the whole duration of the candle. They're pretty um, and, like, potent. They're not just dinky, you yeah. know? They're quality candles, and no I more, love it. No more dinky candles in 2022. <laughs> dinky candles are out in 2022. This I'm over did. it. This just said no more dinky candles. <laughs> so that was one of my highlights of the past week was getting my quality Ida's candles. Love that. I love. I miss Cincy. I love I love. I got to go and be in Finley and see Ida. Yes, lots yeah. of cute things in Cincy, mm-hmm. so it was great. What about you? So I was in Indianapolis this weekend, which was really fun. Also, like, the beautiful 70-degree day. 
I have this tradition with two of my best friends and my mom and their moms, and we call it Mom's Weekend, where once a year the six of us get together and we all just hang out and have a lot of fun and it just warms my heart because it's my best friends and their moms who are like moms to me as well. And we all just get to hang out and have fun. We did like a fondue night, which I had never done before, so putting the raw meat in the oil and cooking it, which is why I had the raw chicken on my Instagram story. I have a story about raw meat for later. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, I cooked the raw meat or cheese, and we did chocolate, which was really cute. And then we did a winery the next day. And it was just really good quality time for all of us to hang out. So I got to see my mom, my best friends, and my best friend's mom. So it was really really sweet. It was a nice weekend. That's amazing. Yeah, and we do it every year, except for COVID got in the way. So this is our third one, not consecutively, but we're planning on doing it forever is the plan. That's better than college college mom's weekend yes. like this is for life I mean we for still, lifer. yeah and we still got drunk and like did cute stuff but it was classy you know of course yeah. of course we're there now mm-hmm. amazing let's go on to our sours yeah we've had obviously some good things but what about in the past week what's been bothering you Allison so my sour has a little bit of a backstory so obviously we know that I'm running a half marathon I'm very excited about it training has been good I maybe overtrained myself a little bit A fun fact about me is I have a genetic disorder called Ehlers-Stanlos syndrome, which is not life-threatening in any way. It just means I have really loose joints, which means I'm really bendy, which can be fun That's for fun. like party tricks. Yeah. So I can like bend my fingers back. I'm really good at yoga. You should see her fingers. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe we'll do a story. My fingers go insane. No free finger picks. <laughs> no free finger. No toe picks, no finger picks, but my fingers do go insane. Um, but sometimes my sweet little baby joints who stretch too much and are loose have issues holding on to my bones. Mm. And so in sixth grade... I was, like, going through puberty and growing, kind of. I'm very short, but, like, my growth spurt. (laughs) Less of a spurt. Less of a spurt, more Mm -hmm. of just, like, slow growth. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was doing cross-country, and my body couldn't keep up. And sometimes when I'm pushing myself, so I got a limp, essentially, is what happened for, like, a year, which is just kind of funny. As a middle schooler. That I was limping around middle school. It wasn't awkward enough. I know, with the the bangs and the Mm -hmm. braces, the limp had to, to come in there. So my limp started to return. Also, I didn't tell my mom about this, and she's going to listen. So, mom, don't be mad at me. I'm sorry I didn't tell you, which is why I took some days off of running because I started to limp again. But I ran the past two days, and I felt really good and no limp in sight. So I was really scared that was going to mess with my training or I was going to, like, have to go back to – I had to do, like, rehabilitation for it. So I didn't want to have to go back to, like, physical therapy. But I feel good now. So I'm going to make sure I'm running slow and not – pushing my body past yeah. its limits. So no limps. Was, we don't want limps. We don't want to limp. I already did that once. It's a phase yeah. everyone should have in life, but I already right. did mine. You so. did you paid your time. I did. I did my dues. So mm-hmm. yeah. So that was my sour. And Andrea, what about you? Well, so I'm gonna go a little rogue with this because of the whole like meat talk kind of distracted <laughs> okay. me. So I'm just gonna lump this into like last night. Um, there were a couple a couple things that happened that were just, you know, your normal routine gone a little wrong. Mm-hmm. So happening number one is I'm meal prepped, ready to go with these great turkey burgers. And, you know, I put spinach, I put onion, you, you saute that first, get them nice and, nice and soft and whatever. And then you put them in a bowl, season mm-hmm. it, you add some feta. And then your last step is to add the raw ground turkey. And that's how you make your turkey burgers. And yep. you put them on the stove again to cook, mm-hmm. you know, get the idea? Yep. Okay. Burgers. Well, I've done all the work. Yeah. 
I open the ground turkey, I put it in the bowl, and I'm like, what is that stench? It smelled so spoiled. The date's wrong, uh, simply wrong. And I realized there was a sticker for it being like on some deep discount. And so I'm kind of wondering if they just scammed us and maybe said the date would expire later than it should because it yeah. was like in the future. We should have been able to eat it still the wow. expiration date. Where'd you buy it from? Oh no. Mariano's. Oh no. Yeah. And I don't know, guys. You just smell your meats is kind of the lesson because <laughs> in general. <laughs> just like check in with your <laughs> smell the meat. You just don't want raw meat in your burger. That's gross. That that is that is bad. Gross. It was a bad stench you can imagine reeks through the I, trash bag. I don't know if I've smelled raw like rancid meat before. Yeah, like you you know when it's bad. Yeah. I, when you know you know. You just know. When you know you know. With love and with meat. Exactly. <laughs> um and then later that night I woke up in the middle of the night because I thought my apartment was burning down because I was literally asleep in the most peaceful, like just kind of the kind of sleep where you're you're really basically dead, like nothing mm-hmm. could wake you. But then there was this smoky smell, and I was worried something was burning down, as one does in a large apartment complex where you have control over most of, actually none of the ovens except your own. You know, you just worry about those things yeah. if you're like me. Yeah. And then there was a very smoky smell that night, and just um, turns out I think a heating pad in the microwave caused this. But we just thought maybe the thing, the place was going to burn down for a little. So it was. It, Bit of a stressful evening. So something to mention, too, is Andrea texted the guy who works in the front of her building, who we've decided... I called. Called. Who we decided Mm -hmm. is a mobster or connected to a mob or a mafia of some sort. Just, this is based solely on his outfits. This has nothing to do with anything he's done. He's kind of like a badass. Yeah. It's all made up. All fiction. Yeah, this is a story arc we came up for him. But yeah. he looks like he's a mobster, which I really like, and it makes me feel comfortable with him protecting right. this apartment. But doorman energy, you know, mm-hmm. he's got to protect the place. And we called and told him it was smoky, and then he came upstairs and checked on it, and it was just him. I was like, "What's he gonna do? Yeah. Like, he he's not an engineer. He's not a firefighter. He's not a firefighter, you know, those are hotter." Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. <laughs> Oh, weird series of events that yeah. night. But nice. let's pivot. Let's pivot. Let's mm-hmm. get to your suggestion, Allison. Go for it. Okay. I have a really good suggestion that I haven't heard before. So I think I created a life hack. March Madness is coming up. Obviously. Duh. It's coming up. You should hear about it. Not On my news. mind. <laughs> and as someone from Indiana, I grew up playing basketball. I really like watching it, but I don't keep up with teams that are I don't really care about. I don't really know stats. I don't really know players. I just more enjoy the game. And so when March Madness rolled around last year, I asked one of my friends who is really into watching games and knows every single team, who's good, who's injured, all that stuff. So I had him help me build out my March Madness bracket, which was helpful. I think I got second last year in the group I was in. But the real suggestion here is during games, I would have him text me commentary about how the teams were playing. So he would text me and be like, oh, yeah, Syracuse is a really great tournament team. A lot of people don't know how to play against their zone defense. 
And so I would text him for that tip and I would just say that out loud while we were watching basketball and everyone just randomly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, we'd be watching the game and be like, oh my God. Yeah. Like surprise. He's doing well. Like he tore his ACL like last season. And everyone would be like, oh my God, Allison, like you're <laughs> such a basketball star. Like, you know, everything. And, and wow. people, it just gave me a lot of clout that I didn't really have. So just lean on your friends. And if you know someone who's really into basketball, have them just text you commentary and people will think you're really smart. And not that it really does anything for you, but I just thought it was really fun that I was kind of like tricking people. Yeah, you're kind of like lying about your knowledge. Exactly. And that's that's and fun, fun for you. Like it just brought a little chaos to my day that I, thought, I needed. I saw a TikTok right before the Super Bowl and it gave me three things to say during the Super Bowl. Mm. And this is like same kind of energy. Mm-hmm. I These are very helpful tips for me as someone who does not watch sports. I actually don't plan to sit down and watch any March Madness. But if I find myself in that situation... yeah. Text who you know for the facts. Um, maybe make a TikTok about it. The top mm-hmm. three. The top three facts you get. So yeah. people out there know. You know? Maybe I should. Maybe you should. TikTok star. Yeah. yeah. People need to know. That's my suggestion. If you want to sound smarter, lean on your resources. Yeah. That's life. It's <laughs> life, baby. That's life. That's showbiz, show baby. That's showbiz. And a last quick suggestion from me before we get into our topic for the day. Um, I recently learned that pennies as in one cent can <laughs> help your flowers stay alive longer so you know when you go to the store you buy flowers they have flower food you're probably wondering what's in that i always think is it like fish food mm-hmm. that's just me <laughs> i don't think that <laughs> anyways i fill the vase with water pour in my flower food put the flowers in like anyone but eventually you'll want to change out the water and mm-hmm. all those nutrients just disappear well Here's the trick. Put a penny on the bottom of your vase, fill the vase with water, and put the flowers back in. And apparently there's something in the penny that becomes activated in the water. It might be the dirt, (laughs) the nature within it. Yeah, yeah. But whatever it is, it's supposed to help your flowers stay alive longer. And this is a tip coming from my roommate's mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And we trust moms Mom tips are good. I was going to say my mom always says to put sugar in Mm -hmm. instead of... Sugar well, and a penny. And a penny. There you go. That's all Cover you need. all of your bases and your flowers will be beautiful. Uh, forever. Amazing. Into today's episode. Yeah. All about taking the leap. Mm-hmm. Early career changes, moves, all that good jazz. But before getting into that, which I know I'm kind of lying about getting into it now. I've said before, <laughs> getting into it like six times. Get into it, yeah. Yeah, get into it. But, we, you know, you need some credibility from us. So let's give our backgrounds, talk a little bit about, like, our professional experience and if we've moved. Mm-hmm. Allison, Yeah. You go. So I have moved far too many times. I have to file taxes in four states this year. Yes. It's awful. I don't recommend it. Hire so, someone. Yeah, I should have at this point. I should. Oh my have. god, I still need to do taxes. Yeah, That's, that deadline's approaching. Yeah, okay. do your taxes, everyone. Ooh. So I am on my second job out of college, and my first job was a rotational program. So I got a new role every six months, and sometimes that included moving. So I was in Cincinnati right after college. Went to Boston for a hot minute, back to Cincinnati, and now I am in Chicago. I also did live in Indiana for a hot second, just in between with my mom. So I've done a lot of moving. Mm -hmm. And even though I've only changed jobs once, it was a really hard decision. I put a lot of time and thought into it. My poor family, who had to listen to me rant and go over my pros and cons list, can tell you that. (laughs) And you changed companies, not just jobs. Yep, companies. But then also within... 
my first company, I had four separate jobs, so I changed to four separate teams. So I've moved around a lot within an organization, outside of an organization, and city-wise. So some might say too much. I have decided I want to calm it down a little bit in the next mm-hmm. year or two. Mm-hmm. One city, one company, one job. Yeah, keep yeah. it simple. That's the goal. A simple taxis the next year. Yes, that's honestly, I'm never moving again because really? I can only do taxes in one state. So I'll be doing taxes in two states this year. (laughs) And my background is that after college, I moved to Cincinnati, as I've shared before. But that was a new place for me. I knew nobody Mm -hmm. there. Um, Actually, Allison was one of the only people whose name I knew. But, you know, I didn't really know her. We had each other's phone numbers. It was and vaguely knew each like other. Like nothing, yeah, knew nothing about her. So, anyways, it was a new city for me at a new job because it was my first job out of college. I stayed there for two years, did that whole shindig, decided to move to Chicago. When I was in Chicago, a few months later, I wanted to move jobs within my company, which took a lot of time, energy, thought, advocating, etc. So, I have not had as complex, I guess, of a journey with as many changes and twists as Allison, but I have gone through all of those things at least once around career changes and moving, and I'll take a lot of thought. Um, and it's been very recent for both of us yeah, within the past year. For sure. I'm In addition to looking forward to one day only having to do taxes in one state, I'm also looking forward to one day re-signing a lease. So yeah. these are things to look forward to. Yeah. But anyways, with that kind of background in here, so you know that we've done this We've done the gig. Um, We're going to tell you our top five tips for taking the leap. Alliteration. (laughs) Tip number one. Decide the thing that makes you uncomfortable. This is where we're going to start. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Picking the uncomfortable choice, the hard choice. I feel like you had good examples around, like, Allison, you think you have a plan. Maybe later down the line you Mm -hmm. don't. Maybe you are scared of going into the uncomfortable. Talk about that. Yeah, so this isn't really for me, but one of my best friends, Abby, who has been wanting a shout-out. So hi, Abby. Um, She had this idea that she was going to go into nursing school and she was going to go to grad school. Um, And to do that, she had to be an ICU nurse. And obviously with COVID and just in general, it was really hard on her. She really didn't like it. It wasn't the work she wanted to do. She was working night shifts. And I know it was really hard for her, but she decided to kind of make the leap of faith and get a job that's kind of a more Monday to Friday, has set hours, and she really looked for that work-life balance. And I think it was hard for her at first, and um, I don't want to speak for her, but through our conversations, you know, going from what you think you wanted all these years to going to something that's new and wasn't really in your, you know, 10-year, 20-year plan – Which I think is really admirable to listen to yourself and do what's best for you because you're not going to, like, when you're 18, you don't know what you want. When you're 22, you don't know what you want. You have no idea. And I can speak to that, too, from my own personal experience. I, in college, I remember one of the majors we could choose or co-majors was professional sales. And I was like, "Mm, I'm not going to go into sales. Yeah. I don't want to study that. And I studied marketing and business analytics. And I took a job that I thought was going to be consulting. And, like, literally two years later, I'm in sales. So you just kind of don't know what you want to do until you're doing it. Like, you don't know if you like something until you've done it. So I feel like choosing something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable but also, like, a little bit excited, Mm -hmm. you know, those are good choices to make for yourself because you figure out if you like the thing or not. 
Um, yeah, and outside of just careers too, talking about moving cities, right? I moved to Boston for six months. I didn't really know anyone there. I had some light coworkers. I had a friend from college who worked a lot. It was very unknown, and it was very uncomfortable, like leaving this nice bubble that I was in. Also, on top of it, this was summer of 2020, so COVID, as it still is, was like you know running rampant, and I had the best time there it was really fun i got to spend a lot of time with myself i got to go i got to go running every day i got to go to cool coffee shops i went up to maine so i i was scared to go at the start but i'm really happy i went because it really exposed me to a bunch of new things and i don't know if you feel this way allison but i feel like the things that made me the most confident in life were the choices i made when it came to moving Mm -hmm. i studied abroad in college in Budapest and I moved to Cincinnati where I knew really nobody and when I think back on my early years you know being on my own quote unquote like those two choices are the ones that gave me so much confidence and faith in myself and my abilities yeah if you could do that you could do anything yeah I'm like if If I I could move to a city where I know no one and really enjoy it and have fun like what else there's there's I, nothing else I yeah. can't do. Yeah. I'm like convinced that I can be in that uncomfortable. Yeah. I can step into it. I can face it and I can make it the best experience. Yeah, because you can. You've done it before. You've done it before. You'll do it again. So mm-hmm. choose the thing that makes you uncomfortable because that is what's going to make you grow. Yep. Agreed. Tip number one. Tip number two, be your best and your own advocate. So I got a tip when I was switching between companies. This was a very stressful time for me. I was interviewing at probably six or seven places. And I had people and jobs that I really liked. I loved Cincinnati. I could have stayed there. And I was just really stressed about it. I had my pros and my cons list. I was thinking about it constantly. And I was talking to one of my friends about how stressed I was. And she kind of gave me a way to reframe it that really helped me look at it as less stressful. And it was to shop for your job. So you know, your job is going to be something that you're doing minimum 40 hours a week. It's going to take up your Monday to Friday. You're going to think about it a lot. You need to, you owe it to yourself essentially to look at every single option, look at every single opportunity, open every door, ask the questions you want to ask. So that helped me be a lot less stressed because I was thinking about it as, okay, what is going to be best for me? What's going to be most helpful? It wasn't, okay, I need to meet this deadline or they want to know by this day or you know, all those stressful job things, I was just thinking, what is best for Allison in the long run? And that reframe mindset really helped me right. be more at ease with what I was doing and be okay with putting in the time to, like, ask a million questions to my new manager. I've also been given the advice that, like, even in a job that you're comfortable in and you like and enjoy, you should have a pulse on what else is out there mm-hmm. when it comes to career opportunities. Like, go on LinkedIn, I guess. Go on Glassdoor or whatever your job is. Be talking to people that are... old coworkers who left. Just don't be um, so, I guess, foreign to what else is out there because you never know when it's going to be your time to explore. Um, And obviously, you shop for your job a lot harder when you have to, when you want to Mm -hmm. make a switch. But I think it's always good to know what other opportunities exist for you. Yeah. And to get advice from mentors and things, which... Um, kind of takes me into my piece of advice within being your own advocate. When I was switching roles at the company I'm at right now, it was a bit of a hard jump because 
they just weren't sure they wanted people to jump from my old role to my new role. They weren't sure that trajectory necessarily made sense in like a training perspective and experience perspective and all that. And um, people hadn't really done it before. So I think to me, it was just like, oh, no one's done it before. So what? I can do it and I can learn these new tasks and things that I don't know yet. But really, I realized through that experience that it takes time and you have to be your own advocate. So the first person I talked to about making this career switch within my company basically honestly kind of told me like it probably won't happen. You'll probably have to take a um, step back like vertically in the company in order to go over there. And I was really discouraged and I decided, you know, this is something I'm passionate about and I want to keep learning about. So I'm just going to keep talking to people at that side of the company. And soon enough, my network grew over there and I eventually found someone who was a big cheerleader for me and helped connect me, talked to me with higher up people on that side of the business. And when a role opened on that person's team, I was offered it. Mm -hmm. So I think the message here for me is like, you have to fight for yourself more than anybody else because just in life, you know, nobody's fighting for you as strong as you are. And so you need to be your own advocate and you need to identify the people that will help you in life get to where you are. Find your mentors, pick your cheerleaders, um, you know, but know yourself and what you want. And don't take no for an answer when you know it's right for you. Like yeah. be your advocate and you'll get there. You, you can do anything, guys. Mm-hmm. Inspo. You got it. <laughs> we got it. All right. I feel like that's everything within Mm -hmm. advocating for yourself. Um, I think next what we want to talk about is remember that nobody is taking this really, really seriously, like, or personally, I Mm -hmm. guess is how I should put it. Yeah. Just remember no one's taking your decision as personally as you are. Right. So if you're leaving a company, it can be very stressful or a team to tell your manager or your team and it's never a good time. It's always busy. There's always a new deadline coming up, but people are going to be happy for you that you're trying something new and pushing yourself. And so, you know, don't be worried about what other people are going to think about you leaving a role and doing what's best for you. They should be happy for you and be excited that you're taking a new step. Yep. I've seen a lot of that at my company. And the thing is, um, you have to get your work done so the company will always figure it out. Yeah. Like someone will leave the team, three people will leave the team, and been it will there. get figured out. We've all been there. You should talk <laughs> about your experience. I I was on a team once uh, in Boston, actually, and someone got laid off, unfortunately. Someone was on maternity leave. Someone was on paternity leave. So it was me, my manager, and an intern. And then my manager took an outside job. So it was me and an intern running oh my gosh. running an income statement, which was just <laughs> crazy. They hired a new manager on pretty quickly, but, you but know, you were I like, had to onboard him. You were like a year into your career, I was right? a year into my career and a month into the job. And just you and an intern just me taking and, the reins. Yep. So there's never a good time, but, you know, I was so happy for my new manager. She was taking a job that she was really excited about. It made more sense for her personal life. And, you know, we got the work figured out. Someone else got hired. We had someone transition to help us. Like, the company will make it work. Your life is more important than, you know, busting your ass for a job that you're not passionate about. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Really well said. Thank you. And I think that just in general at this age, I don't know if it's like a weakness of being in your early 20s or whatever. I'm now, I guess, a mid-20s. I'm still early. Thank oh, God. Oh, jeez. Okay. Whatever thank God you I've, are. I have two months left. <laughs> She has two months left of early 20s. (laughs) But I think that just a weakness in general of this age and, like, also college-aged 
is we all worry that people are thinking about us a lot more than they are and taking things personally a lot more than they do. But nobody really thinks about you as much as you do. I know. the thing. I think about myself way more than anyone else. I am constantly, <laughs> and, constantly in my own brain. And if people are thinking about themselves as much as I'm thinking about myself, they have no time to think about me. No, they don't. They definitely don't. Yeah. So nobody is like holding this against you or taking it personally or, you know, going to be so, I mean, people will be upset if you're a good employee that you leave or whatever, or if you're a good friend that you're moving. Of mm-hmm. course, they'll like miss you but you as a person are always going to be more excited about that next opportunity and and they'll feel that far for you as well so like leaving Cincinnati we had a lot of good friends who still live there mm -hmm. and people and we were both sad to leave and there's people we love and miss but now it's a new place for them to come visit yeah and I also think that honestly when you move you um, and you have friends in other places. I saw something recently on TikTok that was so cute. It was it so said, tender. It was so tender. It said that once you've lived in more than one location, you're never fully home because your heart is everywhere that you've lived, like a piece of your heart. Oh, so cute. So cute. It makes me so emo. And, and it's true. My heart, yeah, my heart is in Boston, Cincinnati, Bloomington, mm-hmm. Like Bend. a part of my heart will always be there. But the thing is, guys, we live in this great day and age where we have Facebook. Oops, not Facebook. FaceTime. FaceTime. But we do have Facebook. We do have, we have both. Why did I go straight to Facebook? You can have both. Oh, my God. That is, I guess, meta yeah. now? Meta. Whatever. Yeah, meta. We have FaceTime. We have cars. We have phone calls. Airplanes. We have airplanes. We boats, have texts. Bikes. We have voice memos. We we have... Snapchat. We have Allison. private Instagram stories. We have podcasts. We have podcasts. <laughs> we have podcasts. You can communicate with your friends when you move in so many ways. And really, a friendship is only ever going to be as much as you both put into it equally, whether you're in person together or miles apart. So if you both have the same level of energy and determination to keep a friendship going, it won't matter where you are. No reason for it to end. Remember, we have bikes. We have bikes and we have podcasts. (laughs) My personality. All right, talk. Take us to the new tip. All right, our tip number four: know what's important to you and your priorities. So these are going to be different from person to person. I myself wasn't really sure. Like going into my first job, I didn't really know what work life balance was going to be like. I didn't really know what benefits were important. I didn't know that. Oh, hey, I want to be able to make my five thirty class, my five thirty hot yoga class after work. Yeah. And so after a couple of years, it was really nice that I had known the lifestyle that I want to keep up with and what was important to me going into my next job. And that's something I prioritized. But maybe say there's this industry that you really want to break into or this manager that you really want to work for. You know, maybe you're okay with missing that 530 gym class because then you can go to one at 630, you know. So just really knowing or maybe the actual compensation or PTO So just really know what's important to you, and that's going to differ person to person. So have like a candid conversation. Oh my God, candid. Meta. Have a candid conversation with yourself and really figure out what's important. And I know when I was talking between the two jobs that I ended up going to, I would like explain it. I would explain one job to my mom or sister and then explain the other job and it was just so obvious like what I was leaning towards like I I like knew it in my heart because it met those criteria that I was looking for but I just didn't I wasn't ready to say it out loud so I had to do some self-reflection and now I am really happy with my choice I actually told a friend of mine recently who was struggling between two options like 
tell me why you want to do option A. Mm-hmm. She told me. Tell me why you want to do option B. She told me. I I thought, she's still torn, but I thought there was a clear difference in passion yeah. between the two. Yeah. Or excitement or ex- expertise or whatever it is. And so I think when you start to explain, like, why you really want something and you're toying between two options or whatever it may be, like, you will hear it in your own voice. Mm-hmm. You will have more reasons for one over another. So definitely do that. Um, and on kind of a similar note, I think – as you're doing that, it's very natural to be like talking to family and friends and trying to get other people's opinions or have them help guide you as you know, we're saying. But um, one thing that I recently have been trying to implement more because this is just kind of how my personality is, is to be like more selective about who I go to for certain conversations and advice. Um, I am someone who definitely does like polling where I'm trying to make a decision and I talk to every waking person I run into about making (laughs) that decision. On the street, your doorman. My doorman, the cashier at Walgreens. Like I'm talking to everybody about this decision and trying to understand what to do. But at the end of the day, like this is, you're going to get a million different opinions. This is your decision, not theirs. And it's of course normal to talk through things with people. But I think the encouragement here is like try to be selective about who maybe you admire in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I maybe admire my mom in her career or my yeah. dad in his career. And so those are people that I feel um, – and, you know, they're just my parents. But I feel very good talking to them about those choices and getting their advice because they, A, like, are people I want to emulate and, B, kind of know me. So mm-hmm. – um, you, you trust them. You trust them. So, like, know you and know who to talk to that also knows you, I guess, if you're yeah. struggling with that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that kind of wraps that one up. Yeah. Right. And then this brings us to our final tip. Guys, just don't take these damn decisions too seriously. I this is hard because I do. I think everyone does. I do, and I look back and I wish I was a little less stressed out about it. Yeah. We all gotta really breathe in, breathe out. We should yeah. do that together. Let's do that one more time. Breathe in. Three, two, one. Breathe out. Okay, let's... I feel calm. I feel so much better. I feel great. Like, I feel so calm. We're not going to take this too seriously. We're not going to put too much stress on ourselves about it. This is just one moment in time. You know, I hate to break it to you, but whatever decision you're struggling with is one decision in your whole life of decisions where every day you're making other decisions that then compound into bigger decisions. And Mm -hmm. every decision every day is leading you in a direction. So if you make a decision once that you don't really love... Guys, you can undo your choices in a sense. Like, you moved to that city because you're like, maybe I loved the thought of being in that city, and I just needed to freaking figure it out and go and decide if I like it or not. Okay, you might move and hate it. Mm -hmm. But guess what, Allison? What do you do if you hate it? You move. You leave. (laughs) You go somewhere else. You try something new. You GDM up and leave. And Allison, what do you do if you switch to a new job and you hate it? Guess what? You quit. You quit. You get a new job because there's a million other jobs. An abyss of jobs out there. Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of the tips we already talked about are kind of intense and make it seem like it is a big decision because careers and moving are not light things. In the moment, it is big. I mean, it It is going to change a lot of your life. It's going to change who you talk to on a daily basis, you know, where you're living, how much you're paying in rent. So, I mean, it is serious, but I, like, when I was thinking about it, taking a new job, I was like, this is going to define the rest of my career. This is going to define my next job 
job after that, like my next five jobs. When in reality, I can I can pivot. I can make mm-hmm. new choices. I can move companies. I can try a different job. I People can go, go back to field, school. Go back to school. Like I, I was thinking like this is going to define my life. But then I had to take a step back and be like, okay, Allison, shut the fuck up. You're literally 24. You have so much time ahead of you. What I do right now is not going to limit me. It's not. And I think that uh, some people and myself included, when you're making a big decision, you can be so paralyzed in fear of making that choice and making the wrong choice that when you feel that sense of like, oh my God, what do I do? I feel stuck. I feel paralyzed. Then then you're just kind of stuck in this phase of indecision. So when you're, if you're that kind of personality, I've been there, like at a certain point, you kind of just need to take yourself out of it and you have to remind yourself, this is just one thing one choice I can go back on it like let's try not to make it only a stressful thing because a lot of the times these are really good things and people forget to think about wow this decision is actually going to impact me in xyz positive ways it's like it's going to be fun I'm, exciting. I'm not just losing things when I make a new choice I'm not just leaving things behind I'm gaining things mm-hmm. right like have that perspective that this is going to bring you a lot of wealth and and enjoy joy into your life yeah let's reframe it yeah mm-hmm Yay! Okay, so those are our five tips. Um, We also asked if anyone had any questions they would like us to talk about on Instagram. We covered some of them, but we thought we could hit some that we didn't talk about specifically. Thank you to our fans, by the way, for submitting those questions. It makes us so happy. Like, actually, if you, like, we're really happy when you guys respond. It was so cute. Katie Saller was one. Morgan Hardy. My my little cousin. And Evie. Evie Sarna, she had the tip about having mentors and support that are you know kind of pushing you forward and then lastly my mom did ask a question and it wasn't relevant at all it was why do you love your mommies and Um, we don't have enough time to get into that mom that'll be a like a two hour that's gonna be a hard one yeah so we'll we'll get to that question later maybe for mother's day but let's Let's get off yeah. with the question we got on how to make new friends when you're moving to a new place. Which I think is an awesome question. I I don't think there's enough ways um, that exist to easily meet people just generally. Like, obviously there's dating apps and there's Bumble BFF. Which but I do know a success story from Bumble BFF, so I think it's worth a shot. Yeah. All this stuff, fully worth a shot. Mm-hmm. Personally, just saying to all you inventors out there, I'd like more. <laughs> I'd like more options, so please be working on that. But until then, our hot tips for when you're moving and how to make friends. I think my first advice before you decide to move, um, maybe don't move to a completely, like, anonymous foreign location where you know zero people at all. But you also don't need to know. It doesn't need to be, like, a close friend. No, no. Like, a friend of a friend. Maybe your cousin who you used to talk to when you were four but don't talk to anymore. you're taking a new job there and you know you'll have coworkers. Maybe you're going with a friend or a significant other and moving. I would just say if you're taking a leap and moving – um, it's a lot easier if you at least have one connection point, no matter like how many people removed it is. Yeah. And also reach out to that connection point right. and it's going to be kind of awkward and you have to like have like first date vibes where you like <laughs> are asking them to like make plans and like being included on things. So 
it's gonna be a little awkward but then you can meet some really cool people and that's how i met a lot of i mean that's how we met was a yeah. friend through a friend same with my my one of my really close friends winston and it's cool because you move to these new places and you have these new friends and you can go back and visit or they can come visit yeah. you allison had a friend move to charlotte mm-hmm. and didn't know anyone there and then when that happened i told her about my friend who lives in charlotte and like they connected. now they're friends now they're they friends all the time Definitely work your connections, work your network. Otherwise, I think, um, and you have to be proactive about that, right? Like, be reaching out to make plans. Mm -hmm. Um, You really got to work at it, and eventually it'll fall into place. But, like, early stages, work on the friend stuff. Um, Bumble BFF exists, we said. Something else on Facebook that I have is in Chicago anyway. It's called Chicago Toasters, where I think it was a... I don't really know, a podcaster who somebody made these toaster groups. And um, anyways, you basically, I think in any city can ask to join them. And it's just a bunch of girls who ask for tips on where to live, how to make friends. Like I'm new to a city who wants to hang out. So maybe try and find Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. That could be good. And our last tip would be to join things that you enjoy. So a lot of my friends that I've made here, I actually met through the gym because I was going there already. We're like-minded people. We have similar interests. Or say you like yoga. Maybe you can start going to a yoga class regularly, meet people, or you want to join a book club. And that's just like a nice way to find people who are interested in what you're interested in. Yeah. Definitely give yourself grace with that one. Mm -hmm. Even when I moved to a city, Chicago, where I knew people, I felt like it took me several months to feel really solid in the friend group and the kind of like you know, plans and and just cadence of seeing them that I had here because it was an adjustment. So even when you know people, give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Always give yourself grace. Always, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Next that we got, next question that we got was around how do you know that it's time to change your job? And we said if you're asking that question, it's probably probably time. time. I guess there's a couple ways. If you really dislike your job, that's an obvious, you know, time to change. But if it's one that you enjoy, but you feel like you're not being pushed or you're not growing or you don't see Mm -hmm. long-term opportunities, I would say that's kind of obvious. But like we said earlier, always just kind of keep your pulse out. Maybe you like your job enough, but just see what's on the market. And if something comes up that could be a better fit, there you go. And the best time to be looking for a new job is when you have a job, even if it's one that you're kind of questioning, Mm -hmm. right? So like be looking for a new job while you're still employed and not 100% miserable. Maybe you're just... 60% 60% miserable and you're questioning should I be moving roles well you can start looking outside externally then before you're 100% miserable because when you're 100% miserable it sounds even like a worse time to be looking for a job yeah. so keep your eyes open if you're starting to wonder just give it a look-see mm-hmm. why not why not nothing to lose yep. maybe you'll get more money maybe. I hope probably well yeah yep last question Andrea so the last one that we got was from Allison's cousin about how kind of just tips around transitioning from college into a career. Which you know, is a big transition. It's a huge transition. You leave friends that you saw all the time as well. We kind of touched already on like how to keep in touch with friends. Um, and what we said is it will be sad leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very special time in your life. And it's not something that can be recreated. And yep. I was really dramatic about it. I cried. Me and my roommates cried all the time. I cried constantly. so much. Just Constantly. Just so sad. And we would listen to sad songs to try to cry. We just were dramatic about it. But the thing is, it will be okay. On the crying thing, Mm -hmm. two funny things. One, I remember pulling away. I guess this is not that funny. Pulling out of my driveway for the last time in college. Yeah. Just tears streaming down my face. Like when I actually drove away 
constant tears for at least the first 30 minutes of my drive. I, yeah, I, I was at a gas station and I read a letter that one of my friends had wrote to me and I just was bawling at the gas station. Oh my God, station. yeah. Don't write letters. Do, but don't. don't just don't. be forewarned that you're going to... I wrote letters to my friends. It's a, it's a tearjerker. It is. It is a big tearjerker. It's sad. Even when I left Cincinnati, I cried. When I left, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is my last time like leaving mm-hmm. Cincinnati as someone who had a home just now yeah. here. Yeah. It's, so, it's really hard. It's sad, but it will get better and you will get into the cadence of your new life and you will still talk to those people because, you know, your close friends and your real friends will stick with you. There's plenty of, plenty of ways to keep in contact. Mm-hmm. You could start a podcast if you want. Oh my God. Yeah. Or ride bikes. Mm-hmm. So it will be sad. Um, but give yourself grace in this transition. The hours are going to be a lot different from college. You're, you can't just kind of like fuck around at 2 yeah. p.m. just because you want to anymore. That's kind well, of gone. you work from home. Well, I'm not. So. <laughs> if you work with me and you heard this, no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> For legal reasons. <laughs> For legal reasons. This is all a joke. Um, so it's like I remember like being really tired. So just, you know. And know that it's going to take a while to transition, but yeah, something that makes it easier is establishing structure in your day. Yeah, I think that's like the most tangible tip here in terms of actually what you can do day to day to make your life and your transition from college to career healthy and um, something that you feel you're capable of and mm-hmm. in control of is to establish routine, establish tr- uh, structure. So like have your non-negotiables. For me, my non-negotiables are every day. I find time to fit in a workout and maybe I have to wake up early before work to do it. Maybe I have to leave work at 4.30 when I'm still getting a bunch of emails, Mm -hmm. but realizing I need to do this for my mental health, I can come back to it later. And I have the luxury of working from home. Not everybody does, but um, I think you need to find the times that work in your schedule to put the things that you need to do for your mental health. Yeah. Um, you can't just be a hundred percent work and zero percent self care or you will burn out so quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of mine is I am really big on my sleep. I'm really protective of that. So I will not work late because I get really grumpy. Yeah. Another thing that I really like and says this would be a good tip for you. I love my morning coffee. It's like one of my big joys the best. of the day. And so I wake up early just so I can sit and enjoy my coffee and sip on it and go on Twitter and just have like like 15, 20 minutes of peace morning. in the morning. And I feel like that really helps me set my day. I really love the mornings when I do get to work out before work because like A, it's done. But B, there's something about being outside right away it's in the morning. It's good for you. There's, there are – I don't have there's anything studies. to claim, but there are studies that say – being outside is good for your brain. So. Yeah. So maybe go outside in the middle of your day. Don't be such a hermit. Go for a walk. Yeah. Do all those things. I also really like cooking dinner. So for me, a thing that gets me energized. And obviously, I feel like in college, a lot more happened at night. Like I had mm-hmm. meetings and stuff for clubs that I was in. But now my night can kind of be whatever I want. And so and that's a good thing, I think, about transitioning out of college. You, you don't have homework. I would really try not to work in your off hours. Um you know, every job is different, you but really try, separate, yeah, yeah, separate church and state, work and life, etc. So I love also designating time, dedicating time, designating, mm-hmm. whatever, to um, having a, like, home-cooked, balanced, good dinner. Me- dinner and having variety throughout my week with my foods. So if, just find the things that, that in your normal routine you're passionate about. And as my dad would always say, shout out dad. You got to enjoy the mundane. Yep. 99% of life is mundane. So find the things that make your routine 
happy for you and to them. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Well, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Have a great night. Talk and we'll later. see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.